Magneto Funky, number 186. It's Monday, May 31st, 2021. Yeah, Larry here. It's officially fire season in the state, made worse by the ongoing drought. So the focus of this final brief look at the state's grid concerns the part of the system we all come in contact with as users. Yeah, I'm talking about the investor-owned utility companies because Cal ISO may be the grid managers but whose name is on the light bill you get every month. Anyway, the music is a short set of new tunes sent in the past couple of weeks. Monsters under my skin treat me better than problems up in my head. Have more answers than you had your second chance. And that was your last strike till I hit back. I'm no punching you get so close if you don't stay composed i can only give you so much rope until you hang us both like you always do you remember that we failed to grow but it was only you the whole time you wrote the rules and i fell in line you hit the roots i cut through the climb i was the glue we left out the dry let it slide till you go too far compromise to fall apart i know you thought you could take it take it take it but i don't think you could take no more that straw i don't think i could take no more in my head have more answers than you had your second chance and that was your last strike till i hit back i'm no punching bag i'm no punching bag i'm no punching bag you mistake i'm a pushover Still here like a good soldier, I don't want to lose who I am Splitting two different halves, fighting your demons, but I work for you Gave you everything I had, and you smashed it Towers in the sky to burn us down to ashes Making love with the lows, I know you know how to take all the heights for granted Compromise for the very last time, don't know once but twice for the very last time Nothing left inside for me to give it all, it is what it is, I can't take no more Monsters under my skin treat me better than problems up in my head Okay, that was Punching Bag, another excellent brand new cut and video by New York City founded LA based band 
Mercury and the Architects. Cool. Okay, this is a laid back and often explicit, you bet your ass, underground international pod zine and personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory. Two shows ago, I looked at Cal ISO, the California Power Grid Manager you don't normally hear about. But this time, it's the last mile grid managers you always hear about. The utility companies, lightly under the headings mismanagement and fire season. Yeah, I'm referring to California's three largest investor-owned utilities, uh, Pacific Gas and Electric, San Diego Gas and Electric, and Southern California Edison. The most recent news story on PG&E is them getting hit with a nearly $150 million bill for neglect that caused Northern California wildfires during the past two years and mismanagement of blackouts designed to prevent the utility's crumbling power grid from causing more damage. And there's no guarantee we won't see blackouts this summer. Uh, Most of the problems with the utilities boil down to money. But to keep it simple, here's the cliff notes. Over the last 10 years, environmental constraints, as well as the potential risk that investors might no longer be able to recoup long-term investments in power generation resources, resulted in fewer power facilities being built. Naturally, demand for electricity began to outpace supply. Natural gas prices and emissions costs also skyrocketed. These factors, combined with what was uncovered as market manipulation, created very high prices in the wholesale energy markets. The increase in wholesale prices caused the state's IOUs to pay more to buy wholesale energy than they were allowed to recover from their ratepayers, creating a collection gap that snowballed into the current shit show of further bad boardroom decisions and the prospect of bankruptcy bailouts. But there is a potential light at the end of the tunnel. Community Choice Aggregators, or CCAs, in local communities throughout the state, an alternative to the investor-owned utility energy supply system in which local entities aggregate the buying power of individual customers within a defined jurisdiction in order to secure alternative energy supply contracts. The main goals of CCAs have been to either lower costs for consumers or to allow consumers greater control of their energy mix, mainly by offering greener generation portfolios than local utilities. Now, it's not a perfect fix. Since 2002, when State Assembly Bill 117 laid the foundation for CCAs, there's been much political warfare waged by the investors and their minions in Sacramento, resulting in the first CCA only launching service in 2010. And as of last November, there are 23 CCAs 
serving no more than 10 million customers in 180 cities and counties, mostly along the coast. And that's about 25% of the load in the three big utilities territory. Eventually, the state will get a better handle on this part of the grid and lessen the problems of delivering power in the last mile. Meanwhile, I hope fire season doesn't wipe out any campsites this year. Okay, uh, the final cargo frame R&D in a bit. Now back to the stage, continuing with a couple more new tunes uh, before summer. First up, it's Follow Me, another unique hip-hop take by artist Kay Jizzle from just outside Atlanta. Then it's World on Fire by Brooklyn-based gothic rock duo A Cloud of Ravens. Uh, to commemorate World Goth Day 2021, this tune from their album Another Kind of Midnight has been remixed by the legendary clan of Zemox. Or is that clan of Zymox? Uh, the full remixed album will be released by Cleopatra Records on June 24th. Follow me now. You're gonna be following me now. 
follow me now. You gon' be 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 follow me now.
Hey, Geek Notes. Yeah, keeping it real short this time. Today is Memorial Day to remember the citizens and non-citizens and trying to become citizens who died while serving in a branch of this country's military. And yeah, that also includes those whose service meant fighting in a war we were lied into or getting their hands dirty implementing a corporation's business strategy. Even so, we remember and honor them, which is orders of magnitude above the treasonous bullshit demonstrated by the legion of red hat rat fuckers inside and outside the beltway who are currently pissing on the garden of stone at Arlington National Cemetery who have no goddamn business anywhere near a Memorial Day observance, who even now are plotting the next act of insurrection next year. Oh, yeah, they are. But today ain't about them. Screw them. Let's move on to a short pit stop at the deep end. Okay, a diversion through quantum mechanics and many worlds interpretation. Whenever a theoretical physicist wanders through the weeds of alternate realities, the default is to always speculate that if you find yourself at a turn left, turn right junction, both possibilities actualize into different universes. But it's entirely possible for the seemingly impossible to also take place. As in, the two divergent realities both turning left or turning right. Now, I could extrapolate further into identical reality convergence, but consider how this alone supremely screws with the math of an already vibrating and chaotically stable quantum state of reality. Okay, if you like or hate the show, uh, go to ratethispodcast.com slash mfunky. And if you have non-Zoom promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. Uh, the address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands, artists, and poets Download links, no attachments please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice. All right, this segment got rather involved for being a simple development of the cargo frame to final design as I ease into the pre-launch phase. So right after post-production on the last episode, I tested my battery layout. The reason why I got those two narrow batteries in the first place. Uh, I put a mock cardboard shelf across the lower rails 
and the space underneath was five and a half inches. That's enough room for all three batteries to fit at the front end. At the back end, the toolbox and my one gallon bottle of camp water easily fit. The batteries are about 24 pounds. The toolbox will be five to 10 pounds and the camp water is under eight and a half. Add in that food canister and that's about 50 pounds base load. Bump the bottom rack up to six inches and the middle space is now 18 by 24 by 12 inches. Uh, three cubic feet or 85 liters. Making the top and bottom racks one and a half cubic feet each. The main space should now have enough room for the general camp gear and room for a stone up to 50 pounds at half a cubic foot because one destination on my travel list is Stone City in Ventura County to check out some of their more exotic pieces and I do really want to carry one of my small to medium sized stones to work on once I find a boondocking spot. So that's a projected load of 50 pounds on the bottom, a max of 80 pounds in the middle, and up to 20 pounds up top if stuff has to move to accommodate the stone. Now that's 150 pounds. Naturally, a PVC mock-up frame ain't gonna cut it. So after a bit of research for the simplest structure, I settled on a pretty common threaded rod and plywood shelf design using half inch rods, two feet long. But plywood is a pain in the ass to sort from scrap bins and custom cut a piece out of that. So I looked at what's already 18 by 24 inches at the hardware stores and saw half inch to one inch thick panels of spruce pine and white oak that are cheaper than plywood and less susceptible to water damage. Uh, I next checked a load calculator at woodbin.com called the Sagulator to compare pine, oak, and plywood. And there was no difference in acceptable load bearing. I mean, a three quarter inch middle panel could even take a 75 pound stone. Uh, the weight of the threaded rod, the wood, and the assorted parts comes to about 20 pounds. Cool. And let's see, further modifications. Extra holes in the middle panel to tie it to the trailer side rails. Uh, floor or ceiling flanges zip tied to the cart base. A truck bed bungee cargo net with hooks can cover the frame and still allow room to tie the solar panels to the top rail. And a six by eight foot tarp works as a rain slash privacy cover. And I'm gonna wrap the rods with duct tape uh, to tone down the metal. I might still use coroplast under the frame as a splash guard, but no side panels, cause a strong crosswind could help push the trailer off the road. Okay, moving on, according to the site bikesatwork.com, someone in reasonable physical condition can generally pull a 300 pound load on level ground with no wind. So I entered my weight, about 190 pounds tops, and a max estimate of the bike loaded with touring gear, say about 80 pounds, and the trailer with an empty cargo frame, about 30 pounds. 
And I punched that into the human power load calculator. And it said on level ground with no wind, I could haul 316 pounds going 12 miles an hour. That's about 60 miles of leisurely travel on a good day. I'm only hauling a projected max load of 170 pounds, a little over half the cargo trailer's max carry capacity. And minus a stone, that's what, 120 pounds at best. Very cool. But even so, to be on the safe side, because a lot of the Pacific Coast bike route from San Francisco to LA is not level ground, on any noticeable uphill grade, I'm just going to dismount and walk while working them brakes and saving my breath, especially at the beginning of my walkabout, which reminds me to do more regular uphill walking now to build stamina. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with Nothing Prevails by Information Society. Uh, one of electronic music's most influential bands emerging from the Minneapolis underground in the mid-80s, now based in L.A. Uh, this track is from their new album, Odd Fellows, due to drop on August 6th.
Nice. Okay, the music bed this time out is Zone 1 by Forrest Fang, the veteran Bay Area electronic musician and multi-instrumentalist from his 18th album, Ancient Machines. Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on almost all the popular podcast platforms, the latest being Apple Podcast Connect. You can also say, Alexa, ask any pod to play Magneto Funky. Uh, show notes on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, tell your friends. And a small personal gripe. I tried to watch the show The Underground Railroad, but I couldn't even get past the first episode. Yes, it's very well done, and yeah, it's not supposed to be historically accurate, but I couldn't help but get angry during the scenes of grueling savagery against the slaves when I knew that many, many white boys out there, young and old, were watching and getting boners during these very same scenes. And this show should have been released in weekly installments, not all at once. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass, by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for, let's say, June 14th. I'm going to try to do another Surf Tunes episode. I'm Larry. Trying hard to stay chill at my Garrett in the Mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we are still slogging through, but no longer into the darkness. <laughs>